0: Welcome back to another episode of the Educational Ed Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guests. First, we want to give a shout out to our partners. We Coach, Florida Coaches Coalition, the global community of women in high school sports, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. And now, please don't fast forward. Take three minutes and listen to our podcast sponsor shout outs. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com. See how athletic directors are creating custom content for their school's social media channel. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom content for your school's social media channel. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that highlights your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and the art, arts. But it's so much more than that. The Wall of Fame is also an extensive content program that helps you tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their great products. Then when you're ready to buy, use the link Jake and get a 5% discount. That's vital signs wall of Fame. Check them out today. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to sell your tickets online, not just for athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, dances, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you're going to be assigned a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com today and find out all the things they can do. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to thank Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out the entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We used it at our school with great success. Our coaches and our parents just loved it. And you can too. They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else does that. Go to snapraise.com and check them out today. That's snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. Huddle is going to provide your school, your teams, your coaches, and your athletes the tools they need to play at the highest level. It's going to be a professional-grade solution to the challenges that you face as an athletic director. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their products, and schedule a live web demo to see their tables and their boards in action. It's one of the best purchases I ever made as an athletic director. That's sidelineinteractive.com. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes, sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Final Forms. Go to finalforms.com Jake and let Final Forms help you prepare for your best season ever. Whether you're an athletic director, an IT pro, uh, or a superintendent, Final Forms can help you, your stakeholders, your coaches, um, with the uh, organizational challenges that come across your desk. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started. Finalforms.com slash Jake. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by LiveTrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors typically only hear back from that 2%, the disgruntled parent or maybe a frustrated athlete. And we do need to hear back from them so we can affect positive change. But we also need to hear back from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey so you can take the pulse of your parents' and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Molly Tomlinson. Molly is the Assistant Athletic Director at Deerfield High School, and that's in Deerfield, Illinois. Uh, We connected on LinkedIn, thought she would be a great guest for our listeners. And here we are today. So Molly Tomlinson, welcome to the
1: podcast. Great.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Well, um, uh, again, we talked about how springtime is is definitely a, a busy time for AD. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you were born, where you grew up. Uh, obviously, those high school days and, and athletics. Maybe take us up through your college years and we'll take our first break and then hear about your early career. So what's the Molly Tomlinson story?
1: Well, I grew up in Deerfield, Illinois, actually, so I ended up coming back to the high school that I went to. Um, I feel like my childhood was really surrounded by backyard baseball, kickball in the streets. I didn't know it was dinner time until the sun went down. So definitely had kind of that experience. Um, I was grateful that I didn't have cell phones uh, when I was growing up because I feel like I had that authentic childhood experience, Um, got to know a lot of my neighbors, you know, that way. And my parents, um, when I was a child, just let me try a lot of different things, um, especially when it came to sports. So definitely played a variety of sports and tried to find my niche as I got to know each one. Um, And my parents themselves actually were sports fans, but also athletes um, still are. So I, I grew up kind of going to their slow pitch softball games. Uh, 16-inch softball actually originated in the city of Chicago, so slow-pitch softball. Um, Co-ed softball leagues are actually pretty popular around here, so I grew up kind of watching them play. Um, and we also just enjoyed being fans of all of the Chicago sports. Um, I have vivid memories of my mom just being a huge fan of the Bulls when they were in their prime. Um, a lot of the Bulls players actually kind of lived around our community and even in our community. So we would see Tony Kukoc and maybe Scotty Pippen at the local Jewel Osco grocery store, for example. So just remember definitely just sports, you know, being surrounded, um, around myself and my family while growing up. And then I mentioned, went to high school. No, go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, And then I mentioned, you know, I went to high school here at Deerfield. Um, I was was a multi sport athlete. Um, I played volleyball, basketball, and softball. Um, Really loved all of my experiences on all of those teams. Um, I had a variety of incredible coaches when I was here. Uh, both male and female coaches, which so I I felt like I had a really strong um, role models um, in a variety of of areas. Um, Also had some great teachers here too. So I'd say, you know, as a multi-sport athlete, an average student, I tried hard, you know, but I wasn't in all of your AP classes, for example. Um, And yeah, just had a a great experience here. Um, Looking back, it was really influential. But while I was in the moment, I didn't realize how amazing it was that I actually had um, our assistant athletic director was a female when I was here at high school, um, and you know I mentioned I had a lot of female coaches, so I feel like um, inadvertently they they really kind of helped pave the way to kind of how I got here, um, and I'll get to that in a second. But after high school, I did play um, college softball. Um, I went to a small Division three school in Ohio called Muskingum University, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, had an amazing experience there, I actually met like lifelong friends, um, I went in thinking I was going to play third base, and I left playing center field, ended up starting my junior and senior year, um, and I had the winningest coach in D3 history, Donna Newberry, actually, she helped write the rule book of NCAA softball, um, and out of the four years that I played there, we actually went to the um, NCAA Division Three Women's College World Series, um, three out of the four years. So oh, wow. it was just um, a phenomenal experience of, you know, a place where I felt like I found my niche and was able to get a great education in secondary education, uh, specifically English. And then I minored in communication. Um, and like I said, kind of came out with lifelong friends and just uh, a great experience, both athletically um, and educationally. Uh,
0: again, I just love to hear the stories, and uh, I want to go back to you know that that growing up period, you know, the backyard uh, games, et etc. Uh, you're obviously you know much younger than I am, but you know that's my memory growing up a hundred years ago. And uh, in, in multi sports, were were that's just what you did. You know, you didn't even think about specializing. So, um, any events, uh, as as say a youngster or even in high school that. Uh, You mentioned you had uh, some great coaches, some great teachers, but any any event kind of stick out as kind of a touchstone experience where you said, hey, that's what I want to do, or that's who I'm going to be like.
1: So I ended up when I started my career um, as a teacher, I also ended up coaching. So I knew early on kind of through all of my great experiences with all of my coaches um, that that's what I wanted to do. But quite frankly, what really motivated me to become a coach and maybe not one per se aha moment, um, but one cool thing was that my dad was one of my coaches when I was younger in the travel softball kind of organization. Um, And so I felt like that was kind of a great connection that I got to know both my dad that way, but I also got to. Know how, you know, what it's like to be a coach as a parent, because he certainly tried to be as unbiased as possible um, when it came to kind of making, you know, creating the lineup and all of that. Um, But then, kind of a connection then to high school, one of the moments where I was like, you know what, I think I can do this is when. He kind of made a nice connection with one of my freshman basketball coaches. Um, His name is Fred Dickman. He's still alive. He's 93 years old. He's just an amazing man. Um, But but I remember Fred kind of telling me, you know, he was my girl's basketball coach, not even a softball coach was, which, which was pretty cool. Cause that wasn't a sport that I was, you know, the best at per se. But um, I remember Fred just telling me that girls can do hard things too. He loved that. I played multiple sports. Like he knew that softball was my sport, but loved that. I, I still wanted to stay, you know, conditioned by playing basketball. I also worked a lot of different muscles playing basketball. So he was kind of the one that um, open my eyes to the fact that playing multiple sports not just my freshman year is going to be really beneficial for me but all four years of high school.
0: Uh, and again uh, you know, we I, th- I think as ADs we're all big proponents of the multi-sport experience you know and hopefully the pendulum's swinging back in that direction uh, ever so slowly uh, but uh, you know great stuff and great story. For listeners, our guest today is Molly Tomlinson. She's the Assistant Athletic Director at Deerfield High School, Deerfield, Illinois. We're going to go and take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our friends at Gipper for their support of the podcast. Go to Gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating custom content for their school social media channel. Use our code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. Start creating custom content for your school's social media channel. That's gipper.com. We also want to say say thank you to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. The Wall of Fame is an interactive touchscreen video console that will highlight your school's top performers, both past and present, in athletics, academics, and in the arts. But the Wall of Fame is so much more than that. It's an extensive content program that helps you tell more compelling stories that will better engage your audience. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their great products. And when you're ready to buy, use the link vitalsignswalloffame.com slash Jake, and you'll get 5% off. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life.
1: So Jake, I just wanted to interject really quick. I saw the the list of your awesome sponsors and wanted to share the amazing experience that we've had with Gipper. Um, Gipper, we started using about three years ago, um, and they've been amazing. It's now great that they have an app that you can use on your phone to update, you know, live scores, for example, um, and highlights throughout the season. But specifically I'm trying to utilize Gipper every single week, um, to promote just kind of our schedule for the week, athletes of the week and things like that. So I couldn't say any more good things about Gipper.
0: Well, gosh I appreciate you sharing that and uh, I, again I like to say uh gipper uh, it's so easy even I can do it so uh athletic directors uh you know we'll give out uh Molly's uh, contact information uh, later you can pick her brain about how to use gipper and please go to gipper.com and get signed up uh let's go and jump back into our interview uh you kind of took us up through those college years you know wow what a fantastic uh uh, career going to the College World Series um, almost every year. Um, let's go and talk about your early career. You know, what happened after college? How'd you get started in, in teaching, coaching, and, and that path that led you to become an AD?
1: Sounds great. So, because I majored in secondary education, um, and because softball is in the spring, I ended up doing my student teaching um, in the fall of 2008. And so um, that got me a great experience in the high school um, in the high school building. um, Ended up really loving it. And so I graduated in December of 2008, which is you know middle of the year, which is kind of a tough year to graduate. Um, I ended up getting very very lucky um, because the the day I went in to interview as a full-time substitute teacher um, at Gray's Lake North High School was actually the day that a part-time English position opened. And so I almost walked into um, an interview for just a sub, but I ended up getting a part-time English position for the remainder of the year. And just about a week later, Um, I ended up having to teach the book Les Miserables. Um, The abridged version is just about 600 pages, and I had never read the book before. So it was quite the experience to just kind of throw me in. And quite frankly, I loved it. Um, so for the next ten years, I taught English um, at various levels of high school, freshman through senior. Um, I do believe freshman was probably my favorite class to teach. Um, kind of they still have that innocence to them. They're pretty, you know, impressionable and just just loved my years teaching English. Um, a few years into my career at Grays Lake North, the activities director position opened. Um, And that activity director position basically oversees about 60 clubs and all of the advisors um, at that school. And so I just kind of felt like that was um, a nice step in the right direction for me to become, um, kind of take on more of a leadership role in the school. And so I ended up um, interviewing for that position. I got that. And... For the next nine years, then, was activities director. Now, activities director was a part-time job at the at that school I was working at, so I still continue to teach three classes of English, um, and I was also named the head softball coach um, kind of the year after I started. So, you know, started wearing many hats right away, um, ended up coaching for eight years as the head softball coach at Grace Lake North, um, and just had the... I had an awesome opportunity to coach high school girls but also mentor other softball coaches um, and be in charge of we had three levels we had a varsity a jv and a freshman team um so just had an awesome experience there and in total in terms of how many years at grayslake north i was there for 13 years in the middle of 2020 which was a very interesting time for the whole world uh considering covid uh came here In the middle of 2020, I then got the opportunity to become the assistant athletic director at Deerfield High School. at that time when the job opened, I wasn't coaching. And so I felt like when the athletic director, you know, assistant AD role opened, um, I missed coaching so much. And I felt like this was an opportunity to become closer to, um, kind of the world of coaching. Um, I loved the administrative perspective of kind of, you know, uh, managing adults and also being, uh, a part of of the athletic careers of student athletes, I felt like the stars almost aligned for me. Um, So I was grateful to get that opportunity, um, and I've been at Deerfield ever since. Um, Right after I started the position, the sports in Illinois went on pause because of COVID. So I felt like, you know, when I started the job, I was very excited to get things going, um, but things were really almost on hold for a while. So it's, it's been a great experience ever since. You know, I, I will say there are some familiar faces when I first started working here in the building and still are, um, which just made me feel very welcome at a very trying time in the world. <laughs> um, and just kind of uh, starting a new career in the middle of a school year as well, a new job was, um, you know, I had, I had some fears, but mostly excitements. So um, yeah, been here ever since and, and hope to be here for a long time.
0: Now, uh, I always ask this question in this situation, and you kind of alluded to it. Uh, I remember, uh, like you, I graduated mid-year in December and, you know, went in and started substitute teaching. I didn't get that job offer right away, but I remember going back to my own high school uh, as a substitute teacher and uh, uh, walked into the, uh, you know, the faculty room, and here's all my old teachers, my old coaches. And, uh, you know, several of them looked at me and go, you became a teacher? Uh but so when you came back to Deerfield you were weren't a rookie you had a few uh years under your belt how was that reception coming back from some of your old teachers and coaches
1: It honestly was incredible. Um, You know, there are definitely some teachers and coaches who maybe I didn't have as a teacher or coach, but just knew of them. And so it was nice and just um, kind of a family feel when I came back. So like, oh, I remember you. I remember you played these sports or, you know, your softball team went this far in the postseason. And, you know, it was nice kind of reminiscing about other players or other student athletes in my class, in my graduating class. And so You know, I was lucky that the assistant AD before me became the athletic director, Nate Flannery, um, and I mean, talk about an incredible AD and an amazing person. I also got lucky in that regard. So kind of two, you know, double faceted, just kind of the, my supervisor um, and our principal, Kathy Anderson is also incredible, just a huge supporter of athletics. So I felt like in that regard, I, I felt so much support and then tons of support from the coaches. So definitely nostalgic though, you know, it took me a few weeks to kind of get over the fact that the. The girls' locker room looked the same pretty much from a few years ago when I graduated, but also many things had changed. For example, we had um, one brand new gym, um, or brand new to me, I guess you know that we compete in versus when I went here. So it was a it was it was a crazy but really really cool experience coming back. Now, uh,
0: did you go back to your uh, senior locker and try the combination, see if it still worked?
1: <laughs> no,
0: I can't. Are we, uh, can you hear me? It sounds like you had a great time. Now, did you go back to your senior locker and see if the combination still worked?
1: You know, I didn't check the combination, but I definitely took a nice tour of the building just by myself, just to see if like my handprint was still on the wall, things like that. So it was, it was incredible
0: no and it sounds like it's uh, even better uh, you know now that you've uh, got a couple of years under your belt for our listeners uh, our guest today is molly tomlinson she's the assistant athletic director at deerfield high school and that's in deerfield illinois we're gonna take another break but uh, we'll be back with some more this is the educational ad podcast we also want to thank hometown ticketing the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges Go to hometownticketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for all of your events, not just athletic events, but things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. And the best part, every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's assigned to you providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started today. Simple and easy online ticketing. We'd also like to thank Snap Mobile. Snap Mobile is the parent company for an entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. There's Snap Store, Snap Manage, Snap Connect, and of course, there's Snap Raise, their fundraising platform. We've used it at our school with great success, and you can too. Uh, They even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. I don't think anybody else offers that. Go to snapraise.com and check out the entire suite. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Molly, um, one of the questions we always ask has to do with the mentors uh, that you've had. Uh, None of us get to where we're at on our own. And the expression I use, people have told me I use it too much, but I like it. Um, I still hear the voices of my mentors in my head. Uh, Do you have any voices that you still hear?
1: Definitely. Um, I I definitely, both my mentors um, on the top of my list are my parents. You know, I kind of mentioned my dad has experienced coaching um, early on in my childhood, but just my parents in general have always been my number one fans and supporting me on the sidelines, whether that's playing. Like I remember they were, they would always kind of sit off to the side because they just wanted to support me and the team uh, no matter what sport it was. Uh, So they braved the many cold and rainy days of, Of all the softball games, Um, so I would say just my parents in terms of their support, um, both being working parents as well. um, You know, kind of my mom holding down the fort. um, Of I have an older sister and a younger brother, so just being a working mom and and in that regard, looking up to her. uh, You know, realizing that I can do multiple things um, and still raise a family and then i guess my other mentor outside of my parents um that wasn't as maybe a warming being but an incredible um influence on me was my college softball coach. So Coach Donna Newberry um, actually ended up passing away from breast cancer um, a few years back. Uh, she she fought it three times, believe it or not. Um, but she was just incredible. She, she kind of gave me that tough love perspective from a coach. Um, you know, really wouldn't take flack from anybody. Um, she was physically a really small person, um, but had a huge personality and and a huge influence on other people. Um, I think, you know, she definitely pushed me to my limits um, in in a good way, Um, just kind of squeezed everything out of me in terms of um, my athletic talent, um, but also, you know, taught me and my teammates how to overcome adversity and all of the the lessons um, kind of off the field that really made me a, a successful coach, I think, in the end, um, and so I'm grateful for her, um, and, and, you know, looking back on the time that she was a coach and, you know, that she was kind of making an impact on the athletic world, um, you know, I think especially this year being the 50th anniversary of title IX. I mean, you talk about, you know, the impact that, that, you know, my female head coach had, um, you know, the, the lessons are endless. So very, very um, appreciative of my mentors.
0: Yeah. It's, um, incredible how much influence you know the again our parents obviously but uh you know those coaches can have and, and we don't realize it i think sometimes at the time uh but uh looking back great stories thanks for sharing that um another question we always ask uh, has to do with um you know your involvement or an 80s involvement you know at the state level and the national level so Kind of, uh, you know, where are you at in your journey? You know, I, obviously, you know, you're uh, again much younger than I am, but you're not fresh out of college. So, uh, you know, where are you at with your uh, journey with the uh, state and national organization?
1: So um, I'm definitely early on in my journey, um, you know, in terms of taking classes um, and furthering myself. I will say in Illinois, we're really lucky that we do have a state conference um, at the end of April, very beginning of May, um, down in Peoria, where we, um, both my boss and I, Intend to take classes there, so I'm definitely excited to start my journey. Um, I would recommend it to anybody and everybody. I've heard nothing but great things about various courses that are offered. Um, actually, just last month, I took a an admin academy course um, that talked about having challenging conversations as an administrator. Um, and so, I you know, I think any opportunity that you can have to be in the same room of people that kind of deal with the same issues as as yourself, um, just great opportunities to further your knowledge
0: yeah well uh hopefully we'll uh get you down here to florida in december for the uh national conference uh i you know, will little...
1: definitely be there actually yep down in orlando right?
0: All right yeah we're about uh you know 30 35 minutes north of orlando so uh if your husband comes down we can take you out on a pontoon boat ride okay okay <laughs> our guest today is Molly Tomlinson. She's the assistant athletic director at Deerfield High School and that's in Deerfield, Illinois. We're going, take, we're going to take another break. I know that's surprising to our regular listeners, but uh let's give our sponsors a shout out, but I ask y'all to stay with us. This is the Educational AD podcast. We want to say thanks to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the mobile apps, the smart cameras. Of course, they love the analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is going to provide your school with the tools that your athletes, your teams, your coaches need to play at the highest level. It's going to be a complete solution to the challenges that you all face. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school we also want to say thanks to sideline interactive indoor score tables and video boards go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their products they not only generate income for your department but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes We have a Sideline Interactive indoor score table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. Uh, We not only use it for home games, but we use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is just outstanding. Go to SidelineInteractive.com, schedule a live web demo, and see their tables and their boards in action. That's SidelineInteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Molly Tomlinson from Deerfield High School in Deerfield, Illinois. Molly, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at your school that you're particularly proud of that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, Do you have any best practices?
1: So I guess just a few things to kind of share. Um, the first one is is a little bit generic, but really important. Um, as Warrior Athletics, Warrior is our, our mascot here at Deerfield, uh, but as w- the Warrior Athletic Department, um, a- a- as many ADs know, you get several... Um, voicemails, emails from parents, community members, things like that. Um, I would love to say that we get more positive, you know, communications than negative. Um, It's not always the case, but I would say something that we take pride in here in our athletic department is that we receive those emails, but when we reach back out, it's not through another email. It's basically just saying, we would love to have a phone conversation or if you wanna come in for a meeting, um, that's great. It sounds really simple, um, but we feel as if we know how those emails go. Maybe the parent or community member um, is a little bit more um, fired up because the game just happened or they they have a little bit emotion behind their words. Um, however, just like co- most coaches do, you have your 24-hour rule. So you give it at least a day, maybe two days, depending if it's over the weekend, and you give them time to kind of let those emotions settle. And then you pick up the phone and you talk to them. And we feel as if, you know, nine times out of 10, when we try to empathize With the parent we're listening to. We also share that we are parents ourselves. I have two little boys, a seven and a four year old. Um, My boss has two kids as well. We feel like when we try to um, lead with compassion and understanding and empathy, we feel as if most times those parents will at least feel as if they're heard. Cause we think that's really why they wanted to send that communication in the first place. So we try to just give everyone um, a space to communicate, but we do like that one-on-one communication and just feel like it's more productive um, than anything else. The other yeah. thing
0: that oh, I, was, I was just going to say on, on the emails, you know, I, I think uh, athletic directors, you see that email from that parent and you're just thinking, Oh my goodness. And then you open it up. And it's 17 paragraphs long. Uh, yeah, I, w- we tried to do the same thing. You know, we weren't going to dive into that uh, doom loop of just email after email. Just hey, why don't you come in? You know, let's talk about this. Okay, but uh, great idea. Thanks for sharing that.
1: Nice. And the other thing that's a little bit more specific to Deerfield here um, that I just wanted to share and brag about is that we, you know, we have an open door policy here in our office. Um, You know, we actually take pride in the fact that coaches and student athletes come and go every single day, Um, whether it's just to say hi, that happens a lot, and we love that, Um, or it's whether, you know, they want to kind of problem solve or meet about a various topic, Um, and so I feel like something came up starting last year because of our open door policy. One of our student athletes came into my office and said, you know, kind of asked for a couple minutes of my time, which of course we don't hesitate to give, especially when it's students, because that takes a lot of bravery to walk into, you know, an office. Um, So she shared with me this nonprofit organization that's called Morgan's Message. And Morgan's Message, I hadn't heard about until the student-athlete, you know, brought it to my attention. Um, but Morgan's Message is definitely an organization worth looking into. If you go to morgansmessage.org, it'll give you all the information about this group. Um, and it's, um, essentially, it's taking a shot at mental health. It was an organization started after a 2017 um, Duke girls lacrosse player ended up, you um, dying from suicide. And so this organization really wants to bring light to mental health awareness. And so March is mental health awareness month. So what a great time to just kind of talk about it a little bit. Um, the, the, The piece I will say is that it's a really great organization because essentially we're trying to end the stigma surrounding mental health, right? The idea that you can't talk about it. We also specifically feel like student athletes and just athletes in general, um, don't talk about the struggles that go on, you know, that surround athletes. Um, you know, there there are more responsibilities that, that athletes carry with them. And so we wanna make sure that Morgan's message is something that Deerfield High School athletes are aware of they're not alone there's going to be good days and bad days especially when you're in the middle of a season it can be real, really grueling um so you know we we felt like this was an important opportunity to kind of take that idea that the student had and we looked into it you know kind of researched more about the organization um and we ended up becoming an ambassador to Morgan's message and that basically means that now Deerfield High School has a chapter Um, And that means that we hold meetings every month. Um, This, we try to do an event or a dedication game to mental awareness to kind of increasing that awareness. Um, We did a girl's swim meet in the fall. We sold some t-shirts and started having appreciation breakfasts after each season. So after the fall season, we had an appreciation breakfast for every single fall athlete was, was invited and every coach was invited. And we actually did it during, A late start day so every Monday our students typically come in a little bit late, but our teachers were able to get excused I kind of talked earlier about our principal being our principal is very, very supportive of our athletic department, so our principal gave the quick approval of allowing our our coaches who are also teachers in the building to miss their morning meeting to come to that appreciation breakfast. And so we gave them nice hot breakfast, free coffee for the adults, um, talked about the celebrations for that season, but then also gave every person leaving a nice little pamphlet that gave them some information about resources that we have both at Deerfield High School and outside of Deerfield High School if they are struggling with something. Um, so that's kind of something that I thought was pretty cool that is still new and in the works. Um, and, and I think the last thing we're going to end with Morgan's message this year in terms of an event this spring, um, we are targeting April 25th as our dedication game, um, that features our girls lacrosse program, um, playing our crosstown rival, the actual, the other high school in our district. Um, and so that kind of looks like, um, Both teams are going to be wearing warm-up shirts that are the same, white long-sleeve shirts that have the Morgan's Message logo um, and just kind of a nice little slogan, taking a shot at mental health. We're going to be selling, you know, different things at the game, but also announcing different things in between quarters, um, just to talk about how important it is um, to end the stigma of mental health. So that was more a plug on Morgan's message, but a proud thing that I that I am um a part of now here at Deerfield High School.
0: No, I, I love it. And as you said, it 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 started simply from a conversation with with a student athlete. Those student led initiatives can uh and frequently do just become so powerful. And uh what what a great uh what a great story and a great tip. Um and takes us right into my next question. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, find out uh, more about how to do a Morgan's message at their school, or just anything else, what's the best way they can get a hold of you?
1: You can certainly email me. If you email me at m. so that's m. T. O. M. L. I. N. S. O. N. At d. I. S. T. 113.org. You can definitely email me any questions. Um, and that way we can get connected. Where, you know, if a phone call is warranted, I, I'm certainly open to having more conversations. And, you know, you can pick my brain and I can pick your brain too.
0: Absolutely. And for our NIAAA members, Molly's information is also on the NIAAA portal. Okay. We're visiting today with Molly Tomlinson. We're going to take another break, but uh, please stay with us. We've got more coming on the Educational AD podcast. The podcast wants to say thank you to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration. But Final Forms is so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile apps. Uh, They have reminders about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help your coaches with um, communication and attendance for their teams and even with their own certification management. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes, somebody who gets it. For more information, go to FinalForms.com slash Jake. That's FinalForms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest is Molly Tomlinson from Deerfield High School, Deerfield, Illinois. Molly, you and I were talking during the break, and you've got a subject that I know is very near and dear to you. Can you share that uh, with your listen with our listeners?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I think growing up being a female athlete, I, I just thought that was normal. I really didn't um, take that as um a really important part of my life until I became an adult. Then very quickly, especially becoming, um, I think my first head coaching experience, um, as a head softball coach, I was on the younger side when I first started coaching and my assistant coach was a middle-aged white man who was absolutely amazing. We're still friends to this day, but you know, my first exposure to kind of realizing that women in sports are treated differently than men in sports is, you know, nine times out of 10, that first year that I was the head coach, the umpires and the opposing coaches would go directly to my assistant coach, assuming that they were the head coach. And, you know, at first it, bothered me a little bit then i just kind of let it go cuz i i expected that to happen um and then you know little did i know it would continue to impact my career flash forward now to this position you know i feel like there are so many opportunities for me to Um, promote women in sports and just kind of promote that equity piece, Um, but in a way that can be really educational to my student athletes specifically. Um, So I'll give you a couple examples of things we've done here at Deerfield High School. Um, So this being the 50th, uh, year anniversary of Title IX, um, you know, again, I'm continuing to, re- to recognize um, all of the things that I didn't have to struggle with when I was going through, you know, my childhood in high school, that, you know, people like my mom, who is a pioneer um, of women women's athletics, just kind of helped pave the way. Um, but, you know, there are books out there, like 37 words, that's about Title IX and the 50 years of fighting for sex discrimination. Um, so there are ways that you can educate yourself but then find a way that you can influence your community in a positive way. Um, you know, my, my uh, supervisor, the athletic director here, Nate Flannery, he, I, I like to call him an ally, but quite frankly, he's much more than that. He's also a co-conspirator with me. And we, we, um, we are co-conspirators um, to kind of promote women athletics. So he came up with the idea um, back in January, he targeted one Friday, we we had a few women's um, contests going on. We had a girls basketball game and a girls gymnastics meet here at Deerfield. And so we actually ended up holding a Title IX um, celebration event. And it ended up being a nice alumni kind of reunion a little bit where we invited a bunch of alumni, female athletes back, female coaches, um, male coaches of female sports. And that evening, um, we we kind of made a nice little um, agenda for everyone who attended So before the 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 gymnastics meet started and basketball game started, we invited all the alumni and former coaches and current coaches back here on campus, and we gave them a nice um, tour of the inside of our building. And that was a great opportunity just to kind of hear um, especially the the alumni who hadn't been back for a while to reminisce about various aspects of the school that has changed the maybe not has not changed as much the stories that they had to share about all the memories. Um, And then we held a dinner for all of those who attended. And at that dinner, we had a couple guest speakers. I spoke a little bit on behalf of um, kind of the DHS alumni about my experience as a female athlete. And then one of our former female assistant ADs, who I actually had mentioned, was a huge influence on me um, when I was in my high school career here, um, came and spoke. Um, She was a huge um, athlete at Northern Illinois University, um, and she's actually still coaching up in Wisconsin at Ripon College, which is, which is pretty incredible. So she spoke to to the audience, um, and then after we fed them for dinner, then we let them go to the girls' basketball game or the girls' gymnastics meet. And then ha- at halftime of the girls' basketball game, um, I just gave a, a kind of generic, really powerful speech about um, how how far we've come since 1972 um, and how far we still have to go. So I think if you, you know, and that's just one example of something that you can do to celebrate um, kind of moments like that. But we we try to take an opportunity to expose our student athletes, um, you know, to, to what Title IX is, um, but also celebrate, you know, the trailblazers who came before us. Um, and, and again, continue to educate our, our women as well. Um, and one other example to go along the same lines is we celebrated women in sports, Day, the National Women, uh, Girls and Women in Sports Day, um, by having a breakfast for all female athletes were invited. So again, they could miss class, they could come, they listened to, or they had to eat a free breakfast, they listened to our guest speaker. Um, We were able to get the head girls lacrosse, uh, women's girls lacrosse coach from Northwestern University to come talk to us um, and talk to the audience. Again, just kind of about a powerful message on what it means to be a female athlete, and the influences you can have on other females, but also males um, as well. And so, yeah, just just a nice kind of opportunity to, to spread that love to spread that knowledge, um, and, and hopefully, to continue to motivate, right, those younger female um, aspiring athletes um, to continue, um, but also to realize that that we still have some ways to go.
0: Yeah, Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. And and you and I, you know, we, we did speak, you know, during the break that we didn't record, but um, have we made advances, you know, since, you know, Title IX was enacted? Absolutely. Uh, so we, I think we want to celebrate that. But at the same time, let's not sit on our laurels. Uh, we've got a long way to go. Uh, I, I think at the high school level, ADs like you, uh, you know, we're making sure that, you know, our girls teams, are promoted the same way, uh, you know, have the same opportunities, et cetera. But um, the fact exists that, you know, women's sports is is still behind perception-wise. So we need to do everything that we can to continue to promote that. Great, great stuff,
1: okay? Jake, I will say that, sorry, I I will say that I was very, um, it was very uplifting for me to start this position in the middle of 2020, um, and find organizations such as now I am part of the global community of women in high school sports organization, which I know you are a sponsor of. And we were so fortunate to have co-conspirators like yourself, um, to join monthly meetings with us, but it's, uh, I had no idea that organization existed. And so the fact that now I know that wow, this is something that I can jump on a zoom call, you know, with other women who are going through the same thing as me every month. Um, they have guest speakers too, that that kind of co- go on to their calls. And it's just a really um, awesome thing. I feel like now they're, you know, that organization is supplying me with that motivation, just the same way I'm trying to supply that motivation and knowledge to my student athletes here.
0: Well, again, Jim Brook, great friend, and you're absolutely right. The Global Community uh, of Women in High School Sports, fantastic organization. Um, And since you have uh, anointed me with that uh, title, co-conspirator, we are going to designate you. And we don't do this too often. Uh, You are now a friend of the show. So, uh, you know, thank you so much. Uh, this has been really cool. Thanks uh, again for joining us, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, you have certainly shown yourself to be uh, knowledgeable knowledgeable about all things athletics, but uh, we're going to take our fa- final break here from Athletic Surveys, who sponsored the toolbox segment. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Molly Tomlinson is going to put into her new athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Directors typically only hear back from that 2%, uh, that squeaky wheel parent, or maybe a frustrated student-athlete. And we need to hear from them so we can affect positive change in our programs. But we also need to hear from the 98% that really love and support our program. And that's where Athletic Surveys comes in. Go to AthleticSurveys.com. They're going to show you how they can create a custom survey for your athletic department so you can take the pulse of your student-athletes and your parents. Go to AthleticSurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting with Molly Tomlinson, the assistant AD at Deerfield High School. It's been a great visit, really enjoyed it. But right now, I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let her put three things in that toolbox. So Molly, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: So my first item is a pencil. Um, and it's a pencil because it represents the fact that we are we are always students of the game, always students of the game. So there's always opportunities for professional development. Um, I'm a huge book nerd, so I love to read. Um, so i had mentioned a book before thirty seven words, but books like uh, Pat Summit's Summit Up and Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. You just need to have some of those um, kind of books or resources that will help you use your pencil and write your own story down. My second tool is going to be the peace sign. So the peace sign is representing a way to find your Zen, or to find your positive moments um, throughout some of these challenging experiences that you can face as an AD. So you know, as an AD, you know you face many challenging conversations um, from various people. Um, All of those people are really trying to care about what you do, otherwise they wouldn't voice those concerns. But my peace sign is representing a way to counteract those negative experiences and counteract them with a positive experience. My quick example is I always encourage people to have um, both your rainy day drawer and your rainy day email folder. So after you have a, a negative conversation or that negative interaction, especially if you are at school, Um, which many times ADs, we feel like we live here at school. Um, You have that drawer that has physical notes from maybe former players, former students, coaches, um, as maybe thank you notes, whatever it may be. But those notes are someplace that you can go to in those moments where you feel a little bit overwhelmed, or you feel like that negative energy is taking over. And then I would encourage everyone, if you don't have a rainy day folder in your email box yet. So you can make folders in your email account and you can create names for them. I have a rainy day folder. Again, same kind of concept. All of those positive emails that you have received in the past, you put in that email folder. And so on those rainy days, you go back and it's gonna be fun to discover, rediscover um, those moments that you made an impact, whether it's a year or 10 or 20 years ago. And then my final tool is gonna to be a feather. So this feather represents the fact that you have to find your tribe and you have to lean on them. So find your tribe, you lean on them. I had mentioned the global community of women in high school sports. That could be your tribe on those days where the, where the job's pretty tough. It could be such as people in my family, um, specifically my husband, where you you lean on them when you have a bad day. And certainly it's important fellow ADs um, for you to find fellow ADs to to call when you have those um, rough days or where you maybe need kind of a a reality check and get a little sense of like what their perspective is. So again, that last one is just a feather so you can find your tribe and and lean in on them.
0: Boy, you saw me scribbling those down. Uh, I, I love the way that you have come up with a unique label for something that are several things that are, I, I think, foundational for an athletic director's success. You know, uh, have that feather, uh, your your pencil. Great, great stuff. Molly, again, this has just been uh, a lot of fun spending time with you. One of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more. What's the best way they can get a hold of you?
1: So certainly don't hesitate to email me. My email is Tomlinson. M-T-O-M-L-I-N-S-O-N at dist one 3org
0: Molly Tomlinson, Deerfield High School. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. All the best moving forward.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. It was an honor to be here. Uh,
0: you were very, very kind. For listeners, um, we do this uh, just about every day with new content, and we upload all of our episodes to the Educational Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Come back next time for more best practices on the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Before we go, we do want to give a shout out to our partners, the global community of women in high school sports, We Coach, the Florida Coaches Coalition, and Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Check them out. Also, check out our sponsors. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast.